Welcome to Careers Evolve, the podcast for women where we talk about pivoting, opening doors, and breaking barriers in your career. Our careers evolve as we do, so let's talk about it. I'm your host, Dr. Monique Johnson. Now let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Careers Evolve with Monique Johnson. I'm excited about today's episode because I have a phenomenal special guest. Her name is Dr. Crystalline Turney, and I'm going to introduce her very quickly. If you recall, the Careers Evolve podcast is a podcast designed for women, and we will discuss her career development and how she came to be the phenomenal Dr. Crystalline Turney. Thank you. You're welcome. So Dr. Crystalline Turney is the CEO and founder of Dr. Crystalline Turney LLC and EDPD Unlimited LLC. She specializes in diversity consulting, educational leadership, and school improvement. Dr. Turney has served in public education for 20 years in the greater Cincinnati and Dayton areas. She began her career as an English theater and public speaking teacher. She was also a school improvement consultant and literacy coach for Hamilton County Educational Service Center, then on to be an assistant principal in Winton Woods High School. And then in 2012, Dr. Turney became the first African-American principal at Fairfield Middle School. And in 2014, she became the first African-American principal and the only the third female principal at Coleraine School High School. She ended her career in public education as a district level administrator, where she was a curriculum director and human resources slash diversity director. She maintains Ohio education licenses in all communications from grade seven through 12, principal five through 12, and superintendent P through 12. Dr. Turney works with public and charter schools in the greater Cincinnati area on diversity and inclusion practices, school improvement and leadership. And she's the author of the journal book, Inspiration and Reflections for the School Leader, as well as several other published articles. Let's see, she's a proud graduate of North College Hill High School in Cincinnati, Bowling Green State University, bachelor's in secondary education and communications, and her uh, master's degree from Xavier University in educational leadership. And lastly, her doctorate degree from Capella University in educational leadership and management. So. Thank you. There we have it, Dr. Turney. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Dr. Turney and I met while I was a consultant in a school district that she was with, and we have remained friends and continue to stay in touch, and hopefully we'll collaborate more on some other ventures as time goes on. Dr. Turney, tell us about yourself. I know I gave that introduction, but tell us a little bit more about yourself. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for welcoming me. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of this journey. I'm very excited. So a little bit more about myself beyond what you shared. Again, I spent 20 years in public education, serving in a variety of roles. And during that time, I decided that there were so many changes going on in public education around my role. 
And there was a lot going on in society where I really felt the calling to do more diversity work and to do more things around school improvement. And so in the position that I currently had, it was a fabulous position, but I was really boxed in into a public education, having to meet the mandates and expectations and things like that of that, where I just said, you know what? there's a calling on my life for something greater than what I'm doing. And that's when I decided to go out on my own. And through the grace of God, I have been doing this now for almost two years. And uh, it's been a wonderful journey and a wonderful experience. As for my family, I am married to Larry and we have four children together. My oldest daughter, Camille, she's in the army. And I have a 17-year-old son. He's a senior in high school. And then I have nine-year-old twins who are in third grade. So we have a full run here. And then we just became proud parents of a Pomeranian who's five months old now. So we stay very, very busy and we are very fortunate for those opportunities. Wow. You have a a full plate. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, thank you for sharing that. And you sort of shared what problem you solved in your work, but can you tell us a little bit about that? Like what problem do you solve in your work? Tell us about your business that you have. Absolutely. So again, being in public education and having a variety of experiences, I really wanted to explore some of those passions. And so with that, my work consists of diversity and consulting with companies as well as school districts in areas around diversity such as professional development, diversity plans, as well as equity plans. And so I'm actually working with two different school districts on two different challenges per se. So one, I'm working with uh, one to create a diversity plan for the district. And in that process, we are evaluating stakeholders, including students, alumni, parents, as well as the staff members, to see what are some of the challenges and opportunities as it relates to diversity. And then the other school district I'm working with on an equity audit and basically taking a look at their academics, their practices, their policies, their discipline strategies, just figure out where, again, are those challenges and opportunities to provide growth and improvement in the areas of diversity, equity, as well as inclusion. Mm -hmm. I also work with a charter school in regards to school improvement status. So in that, we work on lesson plans, professional development around specific challenges that they have. This one, uh, charter school in particular, one of the challenges that they have and what they are working on is having blended learning models and teaming models. So we work with that and providing the professional development around that area and differentiation. So just working with individuals on leadership, coaching, and mentoring for the positions in which they hold. That's a lot. (laughs) You're doing quite a bit and having a great impact, I'm sure. So earlier you mentioned that you knew that you had a greater calling on your life. So tell us a little bit about how you evolved to what you're doing today. Give us a little more, I guess, of your story of how you evolved. Okay. Well, quite honestly, being in public education and being in a variety of roles, Black female and really a white male dominant profession, especially as it relates to administration. And so there were some challenges that I experienced in that setting. 
And, you know, sometimes you look and, and wonder if the challenges are there to truly challenge you or to push you to be greater than what you, you are in that setting. And so reflecting on those experiences, looking at my credentials and my life experiences, I said, you know, I think these challenges have come to allow me and to encourage me to explore how I could be better, how I can be more, how I could be doing more, and how I could also be really chasing my passion and dreams and goals. And so that's what kind of landed me in this place. Over the years, I have done side consulting work, but of course, my regular job would not allow me to do it full time, which was fine. But there came that time when I reflected, I crunched the numbers and I said, you know what, here we go. And so I feel like I jumped in with the contacts that I had and I really started to build what I would call a fan base as well as a support system to allow me to grow my business and build on the opportunities. And one of the things that I cite as a challenge, and you might ask me this later and I'll have other challenges, but one of the things that has been a challenge for me in particular is COVID. And I think that has been a challenge for so many because I started my business in August, 2019. So I missed that summer buildup for my business. And so when I started in August, 2019, I spent much of that time building my website, marketing plans, things like that. And I had some connections and contacts and contracts at the time. So I was going with that. And so my thought was that my business is really going to start soaring in the summer of 2020, because that's when I can really make my rounds. That's when school districts are asking for multiple days of professional development at one time. That's when I can attend workshops, get my name out there. Well, that obviously did not happen. And that proved to be a challenge. But, you know, in everything that there's a challenge, there's also an opportunity. And so there were still great virtual opportunities that were available, which I was not able to build my business as I wanted to during that time. But it was definitely good enough to continue to sustain my work. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. COVID really inspired us to adapt and to pivot and to shift, you know, it absolutely has posed its challenges, but we've, you know, pressed on and worked around it. So what life lessons would you share for the woman listening, you know, African-American woman or the woman of color listening? What lessons would you share with them about your career journey? Absolutely. You know, I've learned so many things through this journey and through this process, but among those things that I've learned is just to have faith in yourself, trust in yourself, believe in yourself and your work and be committed to what you are trying to do. So early on in my process, as I said, August, 2019, early on in that journey, I met a lot of other women, especially who were owning their own business and helping other women build and grow. And so in having conversation with them, I would say things like, oh, well, I'm just kind of toying with this right now. I'm just kind of starting now. And because I have my Ohio licenses and everything from superintendent to teacher, If it doesn't work out by April, 2020, then I'm just going to go back and find a job. And so that was my initial charge. And one of the fabulous women I spoke with during that time said, 
you shouldn't say that. I said, what do you mean? And so she said, no, you should say that this is going to work or else basically. And so that really provided that shift for me to believe more in myself to say, no, this is going to work or else. So the words of wisdom and support that I can provide for women business owners is getting that in your mind, sticking to it and making it work or else. Mm -hmm. To have a backup plan oftentimes is an easy out. And even during COVID, sitting up there and saying, well, I got a backup plan, then I'll just, I'll just go back to work. Part of it was I loved working from home and I did not want to have to quote unquote, go back to work, but I also need to feed my family and we have activities and involvements and things that we want to maintain, but I really had to stick with, no, this is going to work or else. And so if it wasn't that, it was something else that I was going to do and building my business to make sure that whether it was the services or opportunities that I was offering, were going to continue to evolve so that they were successful. I like that. Make it work or else. Yeah. <laughs> there is no plan B. Plan A yes. must work. We must Absolutely. make it happen. So I was just going to ask you words of encouragement that you would have, but I think you kind of gave a great summary of words of encouragement for women. This is something that I ask all of my guests. How are you opening doors and breaking barriers for other women? And if you're not, which I know that you are, uh, <laughs> what would you like to see as far as opening doors and breaking barriers for other women? And what does that mean to you? Absolutely. So I could tell you that at one time in my career, I was very reluctant and maybe even hesitant to talk about the barriers that I had broken. But as you shared my bio, and I'm always ever so humble and grateful for those opportunities to say that I was the first African-American principal of two different buildings. And of one of those buildings, I was only the third female principal in the history of the school dating back to early 1900. And so with that, it's just Making sure that we are celebrating our successes and celebrating our goals, celebrating ourselves and recognizing ourselves. So in breaking barriers, I hope that that is a great foundation, but I hope that I continue to build my diversity work where it does become a household name, especially in school districts, but also with organizations as well as athletic franchise teams, just building that and breaking barriers in that respect. In addition to uh, my book, which it sounds like it is the first of its kind, Inspirations and Reflections for the School Leader. When I started to share it, once it came out, once it was released, when I started to share it, everybody was like, this is something I had never heard of or never even thought about. That there can be inspiration and scriptures that support our work and how we go about things. So there's so many other school leadership books out about being motivated, about being empowered, about sustaining yourself during the school year, during the summer months, mm -hmm. things like that. But very little of it is scripture-based, reflective, and providing that additional inspiration. So I hope that's a barrier as well as some of the future books and articles that I'm working on as well. 
That's fantastic. Everyone should get that book, or at least educators should get that book because educators <laughs> need inspiration too, right? We all do. Yes. That is fantastic. Absolutely. Tell us the name of your book again. Yes, it is Inspiration and Reflections for the School Leader. And keep in mind, a school leader is not just your principal, superintendent, assistant principal. This could be your teacher-based team leader. This could be your curriculum director, your school improvements, consultant services, student services, support services, anybody who leads school, because we know that in the day-to-day, -day, anything could happen, and you need that support as well as that opportunity to reflect. And I think that's the other thing that is sometimes lost on educators, especially leaders, is taking that time to reflect on the work and to reflect on the strength and successes. And one other thing about the book, and I, I just want to give a quick plug. First of all, there's an opportunity for the readers to journal, write, and reflect. But I also include some inspirational stories. Some are kind of humorous. Others are gut-wrenching stories and experiences that I've had as a school leader that really, really prompted me to reach out to a higher power and to gain that inspiration and strength to keep going. Because being in an administration for more years of my career, I believe 14 years of my 20 years in public education, that can definitely take a, a toll on Absolutely. you unaware. Absolutely. And so just having to reach out to those experiences that really, really got me through. That is fantastic. And I want to put a plug in for the book that it would make a great gift as well. Yes, so absolutely. You are not one of those individuals who are leading in schools. If you know someone who is, who could use some encouragement, especially during this time, you know, where Definitely. teachers are called to teach virtually and, you know, shifting and pivoting in a variety of different ways. So tell me, what are you looking forward to? I know we've had a lot of, you know, your diversity work We've had a lot of stuff going on here lately, recently, right? And, yes. um, you know, diversity work is inspiration and it's ongoing and it's not fixed. So what are you looking forward to and how do you plan to contribute to the ongoing conversation and challenges and struggles that we have around diversity? Absolutely. Well, I can tell you, I'm looking forward to building and evolving. And unfortunately, Diversity is, we're seeing the day-to-day -day challenges. And one of the things that I put out last week even was in regards to the protesters and the rallies around the Capitol building and looking at how different that picture looked when there were Black Lives Matter protests from the summer versus how it looked just recently. And so it makes us question and challenge diversity, equity, inclusion, white privilege, critical conversations about race, crucial conversations about race. It makes us question and challenge. And so with that, I am looking forward to continuing my diversity work, but knowing that it is ever changing and evolving almost day to day, which is unfortunate because in America, and we've lived here for so long, and we've experienced uh, people of all colors, 
and uh, backgrounds, and we are still struggling and challenged by people of different backgrounds and cultures and color. So that just brings us to this point. So I'm definitely looking forward and continuing this work. And if there's anything that be said about it is that it's not going to end. This is always going to be something that should be at the forefront of our schools, as well as our organizations in all of our work. Absolutely. You know, I was on Twitter, I think it was last week, and I saw someone put up a post uh, that said something like, I guess diversity training won't solve this problem or something about diversity training not working to solve, you know, what we were seeing going on in the Capitol building. And so as someone who also works in the diversity space, I thought to myself, well, it it was never intended to be the only solution. Absolutely. It's, It's a strategy. And it's, Correct. A tool, it's a tool that we use, but certainly not the be all that ends all. So it's- And it's ongoing. It is not a Band-Aid. So I tell districts who reach out to me all the time, you know, they say, well, hey, can you do a one hour PD on diversity? And I say, well, sure. You know, what's the follow-up? What's the diversity plan? And, oh, well, we were just hoping that you could come in and talk for an hour. And I'm like, you know, I would love to take your money but I feel like I would be doing exactly that, taking your money and not Mm -hmm. really building what I stand for and what I support. And that is making sure that this work is ongoing and it is consistent. So a one and done workshop or a Band-Aid is not going to help. It probably has never helped, but even more so now, it's definitely not going to work. Right. It just barely scratches the surface. Correct. I agree. So yes, well, thank you so much for all of your nuggets, uh, all the information. How can people stay in touch with you if they'd like to purchase your book or check out your website? Where can they find you? Absolutely. So I believe I'm easy to find out there as long as you spell my name correctly. Google Dr. Crystalline Turney. And you can find me. My website is www.drcrystallinturney.com. I'm on Twitter at Dr. Crystalline Turney. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Crystalline Turney. I'm at LinkedIn at Dr. Crystalline Turney. And I'm at Instagram at just Dr. Crystalline, not Dr. Crystalline Turney, but I believe I am easy to find. And you can also find my book through those sources as well. I'll also leave that in the show notes as well. Do you have anything else that you would like to share before we part? Okay. Well, once again, thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, Some words of wisdom and inspiration for those women who are uh, seeking to build their business. Again, seek your passion. Know that you are better than maybe the situation that you are currently in. Know that you could be greater and use some of your skills to really, really build it and to just know that it's going to work or else and making sure that there's no backup plan, that there's no plan B, that you build this plan and you keep refining it and building it and know that you will have to refine and build the plan maybe 12, 15 times over to continue to evolve with the times of whatever that brand is, whatever that product is or whatever those services are. So I'm ever grateful and I always appreciate followers and supporters as well as individuals who might want to reach out to me for 
additional nuggets, support, as well as my services. Thank you so much. I just wanted to say that Dr. Crystal Interney is excellence. She does all things well. She is, oh, definitely. She's my friend and she is a colleague and you won't go wrong with her. And we just appreciate her for her inspiration and for her diligence. And we uh, will walk away remembering that there's no plan B. (laughs) There is no plan B. You have to make it work. And I thank you all for listening. This is our uh, second interview and there will be many more like this coming up. And again, I'm Dr. Monique Johnson, the host of Careers Evolve. And let's continue to open doors and break barriers. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate the support. If you haven't already, please subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about me, please visit my website at drmoniquecjohnson.com. And that's DR for doctor. Until next time, let's open doors and break barriers.